Hello, goddess. <laughs> Welcome back to Aryan Rites and the Goddess Experience, your number one podcast for all things surrounding being a goddess. And yes, I said goddess. Remember how a couple of episodes ago I made a whole big stink about changing it from goddess to sugar plum to reach more people? Well, <laughs> first of all, goddess, happy new year. Happy New Year to you, and it's because of you, because of my goddesses, that I am back to having a podcast for goddesses and those who are not intimidated or afraid to be called by feminine words, those who are empowered by divine femininity. So I had this thing happen to me recently very very recently like within the last five six weeks where a woman I know personally disclosed to me that she was going through a really hard breakup and of course as the woman that I am who always empowers women and who takes every moment that I possibly can to empower women and tell them how awesome they are and tell them how they don't need a man or a partner to succeed and be okay, I shared my podcast with her. And she was so grateful for a podcast dedicated to women that it really had me thinking for the past few weeks about what I wanted to do here in this space going forward. And I realized that who cares if some man doesn't get to listen to my words about mindset? Who cares if I can provide a safe space for the women and the LGBTQ community who love me and respect me and care about my knowledge, that is all that matters. And in this era of toxic masculinity and horrific people like Andrew Tate, which I will get into in a later episode, I was really debating on whether or not I need to talk about that jerk, and I definitely do, but just not today. Anyways, in this era of toxic masculinity and horrific violence against women, It seems more important now than ever to have a podcast for women and a safe place for women as well as the LGBTQ community because I realized that the men that I've been speaking to are a part of the LGBTQ community anyways and so I reached out to one of my sugar plums who is just so fantastic and I asked him how he felt about a podcast that opens up with the words, Hey Goddess. And his response to that just set everything in stone because he was the one who told me that actually the word goddess is empowering to him because he is, you know, a member of the LGBTQ community. And that set it in stone. So... Welcome back, goddess. It's been a while, and I kind of feel a little guilty, um, but that's nothing that we're not used to, I guess, right? I very often go away and then come back. And I did say I wasn't going to make a podcast until the end of, or until after 
the beginning of the year, I just didn't think it would be so deep into 2023 that I would record this podcast because I've been thinking about it for a while. So in today's episode, we are going to be discussing in a very safe and sacred space for women and other members of the community who this conversation might be pertaining to, we're going to talk about bra size today. Yes, bra size. So grab your cup of tea, sit back and relax, because Ari has some things to share with you that I wish I knew well before I was almost 30. So sit back, relax, we're going to talk in about why your bra size truly matters, and it's not why you think. So, in case you didn't already know, because I don't really like to talk about it a lot, I have kind of a bad back. And not in the same way as other people have bad backs. I'm definitely not like a construction worker or a truck driver, but I have a bad back. And... I think I've mentioned it in at least one of the video episodes, and I can't remember if it was a Facing the Music or an actual podcast episode, but um, in my old videos, I used to twist and turn and twist and turn, even while I was on film, even while I was very hyper-aware and self-conscious of the fact that I was on film, And even though I was trying to, like, hide the fact that I would need to twist and turn to pop my back continuously. So, what happened was back in October of 2018, god, it was so long ago at this point, I was walking to work, and in Montana, it often snows in the fall and the spring. So it had snowed, and it was nothing I was used. It was nothing I wasn't used to, because I grew up here. And I was walking to work. I made it almost all of the way there, and then as soon as I got across the street from my work, I slipped and landed on my left side pretty hard. And I remember thinking, like, "Oh my god, that's not gonna be the same ever again." Um, I remember when I was a teenager, I thought that I was invincible. And I always thought that when people said that teenagers think they're invincible, that that was complete and total, like, malarkey. Because I didn't think that I was invincible in the sense of, like, well, I'm gonna go jump off a cliff into an ocean and think that I'm gonna survive every single time. Which I know cliff jumping is a thing, and it's really cool that people do that. It's just not my thing. Um, I wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, I wasn't thinking I was a superhero or anything, but I definitely had this mindset of, like, my body is going to be supple and (laughs) green and, you know, bouncy forever, and I remember when I fell, and it was 2018, I fell and I was like, oh no, this is that moment. <laughs> I am not bouncy anymore. It hurt. Oh, I was so sore. But it, it was just one fall and I was fine. I continued walking to work and carried about my day. <clears throat> Two whole years later, after not really having 
taking care of my body in the way that I used to when I was in high school where even though I wasn't athletic, I still worked out quite a bit and I loved going into the weight room in gym class. I carried all of these heavy books around in my book bag for eight hours walking up and down stairs and then I would also come home and work out or do dance routines and really just keep my body strong. Well, when <laughs> when this happened and I fell in 2018 and then going forward, I wasn't really in a position to keep my body strong. I was trying, but it's also really hard when you live with roommates and you're not necessarily comfortable around them and your bedroom's not really big enough for you to properly work out in. It's really, really, really hard to maintain your body strength the way that you should be. So in 2020, in April, so October and then April, in April it had snowed and I needed to go to the grocery store, so I got my car backed up like a foot. It was so dumb. I backed up like a foot, maybe two. And then I realized I didn't have my wallet. So I put the car in park, walked back inside to my apartment, got my wallet, and that was my plan anyways. But when I got out of the car, I had parked over top of a newly exposed piece of ice because I backed up a foot. And so I got out of my car, slipped, and fell on my right side. And so it was like, boom, impact on the left side. Boom, impact on the right side. And then all of a sudden, every single time I would go to stretch or turn or anything, like put my arms out like an airplane, my back would pop. And it was two to three hundred back pops a day. Like I counted... As far as, excuse me, I just need twice. That's not ever happened to me in my podcasting career, guys. Woo. Excuse me, let's get some tea. Everybody break for tea. So I, I did the math of, you know, approximately how many times a day I was popping my back. It wasn't good, but... I never went to the chiropractor because I was popping my own back and I had this bad limiting belief that I didn't need medical help. <laughs> and so it went along for another two years, guys, until one night Pumpkin and I were walking to the store it was slushy out, like it had snowed, but it was melty, and so the roads were full of this, like, slush, like, like slush, like, if you got a slushy and it didn't have any flavoring in it, and then you threw a whole bunch of dirt in it, that's what we were walking through. It's pretty much sand, but cold, and when, by the time we got home, I had this, like, hot spot on the bottom of my foot. It hurt so bad, and at that point, I was like, oh, okay, I can't ignore this anymore because I would try to stretch my foot. I thought I had a cramp in my foot. That's what it felt like. And I would try to stretch my foot out by doing like a hamstring stretch, essentially, where you put your leg out in front of you and 
put your heel on the ground at an angle and just kind of lean into it. And when I would do that, my back would pop. I would have a little tiny bit of relief in my foot and my back would pop. And that's when I was like, okay, I have to go to the doctor. And so I went to the doctor. I went to the chiropractor. I have a whole nother episode that I'm going to talk about in regards to my back and, you know, body health and strength and all that. But I went to the chiropractor. She figured me out. And then I realized that I was wearing the wrong size bra because I would go get adjusted and I wouldn't wear my bra when I would get adjusted because it's not something I wear on the weekends and it's not something that like I I wanted to be in the way of her chiropractic routine or anything like that. So I just, I never wore a bra to my appointments and then I, you know, would get ready for work and it would like cause my back to pop or cause like weird pinching pain in my ribs and things like that. Like very obviously my band size was too small or something because it was causing me physical pain. And so I just went out and I got a bigger one and I didn't measure myself. I just went from one size and cup size to the same band size and a bigger cup size and it worked it worked but it didn't and so I spent all this money on bras that didn't fit because I didn't measure myself before I got a bra and for me personally I haven't worn a bra from 2012 until 2019 um I always just wore loose fitting shirts to prevent weird nipple poke out which is so dumb because when you work with men and they're in an air conditioned environment their nipples poke out all the fucking time but women are supposed to keep that covered because like boobies are attractive whatever so I would wear baggy shirts I would wear like sports bras if I felt the need but I didn't get a bra again for seven years and then when I did I just guessed and actually (laughs) I didn't even just guess I asked the sales clerk at Target what her size was because it was during the pandemic and they wouldn't let me try shit on. So I didn't measure, didn't know my size. I was just going to try stuff on. And she was like, oh, you can't, but you can buy this and try it on in your car. And then if it doesn't fit, return it. Cause we have to quarantine everything you return for two weeks anyways. And so that's the loophole to get around that policy. And I just asked her what her size was. She told me, and that's what I got because we looked like a similar body type. You can't do that in your life. You can't look at another woman and think that you are the same shape and proportions. That's not okay. I've learned a lot about myself and bra size in the past few weeks and it's been a revelation. So I stopped wearing a bra because I was 18. I had some real serious body image issues and I couldn't ever find a bra that fit right. It was always pinching in weird ways, too tight, too 
baggy, like too tight in some spots and then baggy in the other spots. And then it just didn't ever make sense to me. And so finally, pumpkin was just like, stop wearing it. Just stop, like go hippie, go all natural. And I was like, oh yeah, I can do that, can't I? And so I stopped wearing my bra and it was liberating. I had a really hard time though, because I felt flat chested. And it turns out that that was pretty much all in my head, except for when I was really, really sick back in 2014 and I was a hundred pounds. Yes. Then I was pretty much flat chested. I have pictures. You can see it. Like it's very clearly a very flat chest and it looks painful, but so I measured myself because I didn't want to go try things on. Where I live, there's only really expensive boutiques and Walmart and Maurice's for clothes. And Maurice's doesn't have the style of bra that I want anymore. I don't want a bralette. I want something with more support. And so Walmart was my choice. And I didn't want to spend all my time trying on bras at Walmart. I had a lot of things to get, very little time. And so I measured myself. I measured myself, and because of a past experience, which I will get into in a moment, I decided not to go with Victoria's Secret's bra size calculator because I didn't trust the accuracy of it. So I scrolled down Google about three or four listings until I found a bra size calculator that wasn't an ad and wasn't a brand. And I typed in my measurements, and the results really shocked me. So, (laughs) I typed in the results. I typed in my measurements, and the results were 30 double D. Did you know that existed? I didn't know that shit existed. I did not know that that existed. And I felt horrible for the way that I judged Victoria's Secret in the past. So I will get into my Victoria's Secret story, but everybody break for some more tea. So when I was a youth, I knew that the bras that I was getting weren't fitting. The 36 C's were not doing it anymore. And my ex was really rude about the size of my breasts. So, I knew that I wasn't an A-cup or flat-chested, and he was really adamant about the itty-bitty-titty committee. I hate that so much. I hate that so much, but since it's in one of Nicki Minaj's songs from Be Me Up Scotty, I'm a little less irritated by it. Um, But it, it just was so offensive to me. And so I went to Victoria's Secret to get measured because I was like, okay, I obviously have the wrong size bra. I was 16. They measured me. They told me I was a 32D and I was just like, no, you're fucking lying. Because when you hear D cup, you immediately think of like a busty Playboy model or a Nicki Minaj, which now that I know what I know, I'm fairly certain Nicki has probably like a G or an H or some crazy letter that's deep in the alphabet because I always thought I was a B or a C and I'm a D 
And it turns out that the uh, cup letter associated with the, the bra size is not a ranking system. It's not a grading system. It's not a scoring system. It doesn't mean that D cup breasts are better than A, B, or C cup breasts, or that triple D cup breasts are better than D cup breasts. No, uh, that very directly relates to the shape of your meats, of your breasts, and, like, the width in between them. Um, my body proportions are crazy. My torso is, like, the size of a bag of chips, and so I'm really small. That's why I call myself a fairy, because I've always been petite, even though I'm, like, slim thick, and I really care about being curvy. I will always be my body proportions. I will always be my same height. I can't change how long my legs are in comparison to how long my torso is. I can't change how much real estate my breasts take up on my chest. But I do know that there is a vast difference between my bust size and my waist, my under bust. I can't even, I don't know, where you take the two measurements, which is over your breast and under your breast. There's a vast difference between the two, and so when I found that out, I felt really bad that I ever doubted Victoria's Secret, because a 30 double E is a 32 D, and I put myself in this position for over a decade. For 12 years, I had myself confused about what size I was, and it really really contributed to some serious mental health issues surrounding my body image because I'm a woman who is a survivor of abuse and trauma and my ex-boyfriend was really rude to me about my body and my image because that's how you keep people down. That is how you take people's power away is you make them feel insignificant and that's why eventually I'm going to be talking about the Andrew Tate situation because that shit pisses me off so fucking bad I cannot believe it but we're not here for that. So I had it in my head that I was inadequately breasted, and that's not even a thing. You know what? Fuck any man who says your titties are too small. Get that shit out of here. You don't need that. It's not a comparison system. It's not that one size breast is better than the other. It is what God sent you to this green earth with. And you know what? You might always be an A cup for example. But if you work out, if you do push-ups, if you drink your milk, if you take some protein, you can at least go from a 30 A cup to a fucking 40 or I don't know how A cups work, so that's irrelevant. But, ow, oh no. I don't know if you could hear that, but I just hit the side of the wall. Um, You can enhance your body with working out, with strengthening your body, with, you know, telling your body what you want it to do. I was definitely flat-chested at one point in my life, and I started drinking half and half, which I didn't used to drink milk throughout my entire life. I always thought it was gross, and now I understand that milk specifically has significantly more sugar in it than half and half. 
Um, so that might be why I never liked milk, and I have always liked cream, um, as soon as I figured out that cream tastes different from milk. And I'm definitely juicier. I'm definitely gaining weight. I have had some issues with being able to put weight on and stuff. So if I can go from a twiggy, skinny, whatever, to how I am now, then I know you can too. And I used to be 150 pounds, which doesn't sound like a lot, but for my height, I was pretty plush. And then I got sick and stopped taking birth control pills, which, you know, make you heavier in the first place. And I was really, really skinny and I had to learn how to love myself. But the point here is that your bra size matters because if you don't know your right bra size, you won't know who you are, really. And then you'll compare yourself to everybody else because you're not a 30-60, D, but it turns out you're fucking 32-D and who cares? And it's not about your body. It never should be about your body when it comes to who you are in this world. That's why I like dressing in big baggy hoodies and sweatpants. I call myself like a, a sleeper car. I look like a ragamuffin. I look like a bag lady. But I'm pretty hot. Like, it's fine. Nobody has to know that. That's for my eyes only and for pumpkin's eyes only. Like, yeah, I like looking cute. Yeah, I have some tight-fitting shirts and whatever, but I don't I don't need to be oogled and ogled to feel good about myself. And it's not about the push-up bra Olympics. And I know that with Victoria's Secret specifically, and there was a certain period of time where it was pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed that if you don't have cleavage up to your chin, then your boobs must be small. And that's not true. It's just not true. Cleavage up to your chin just doesn't exist in reality. And that's why push-up bras were made, is to push your cleavage up into your chin. But no woman's body is really like that. And so, you know, you can save yourself a lot of heartache if you know your right bra size. You just measure around your bust in the middle of your nipple. And then you measure right around your underbust, right around your armpits, underneath where your boobs are and then you put those in a calculator and it'll tell you what your size is it's really important there's no reason why you should be guessing there's no reason why you should be shooting in the dark um I realized that my bra was too small not because of the way that it fit me physically like I filled the cups pretty pretty well um by the time I'd gotten to the chiropractor and realized that my bra was too small, it was just because my back would feel great after being adjusted by the chiropractor. And then I would put on my bra and go work for eight hours and then my back would feel like a nightmare. And that is why it's important because if you're going to wear a bra, you should really see it as like some kind of harness, like just a a nice little reminder to hold your posture straight. It shouldn't be about squishing and squeezing and making yourself a shape that you're not. It should just be about protecting your form and keeping your structure sound. And whether that is a push-up bra or a wireless bra or a bralette, you just need to know your size because if you're wearing the wrong harness for your body you're going to cause long-term damage and I had to learn that the hard way and I don't want you to have to learn that the hard way 
and I was only wearing the wrong size bra. Well, I was only wearing the wrong size bra for two years between 16 and 18 after I found out my true size and decided to ignore it. And then for another two years between 2020 and the end of 2022. But four years to be wearing the wrong size bra is a long time. And I don't count the time that I spent in puberty between 12 and 16 because your body's constantly changing and I went through so many training bras and whatever. Like, that's not the point. When you're an adult and you've grown into your body and you've reached that point where it's like, oh, this is my body. I'm not going to grow anymore. I'm not going to change unless I, like, gain or lose weight. That's, that's, that's when you need to take your size the most seriously. If I would have known this years ago, I don't even know what my life would be like. And it sounds so sad, but it really did mess with my head because I thought that Victoria's Secret was just propagandizing their, like, you know, oh, this bra makes you look two sizes bigger. Fuck, if I would have done that, if I would have gotten a 32D in one of those, like, miracle bras that allegedly make your boobs look bigger... I would have been walking around looking like a 32 triple D, but instead, which would have like completely boosted my confidence as a 16 year old. Are you kidding me? Ah, I had such shallow values when I was 16, but instead I decided that they were lying to me because they wanted to sell me a product instead of, you know, trying to do what's right for their customer, which is exactly what you do in a customer service situation like that. There's no reason to lie to me. I'm a stranger. They just were trying to get me into the right size of bra. And why would you lie to me as a salesperson? Because if you tell me the right size, then I would come back. So like the logic in my own head, the Victoria's Secret would be lying about me being a D was just nonsense. Anyways, That's my boob speech. And in the next episode, I will be talking about the strengthening side of things and why it is important to keep your body strong, you know, those kinds of things. What superhero body type means to me. I appreciate you so much for being here, goddess. I kind of went on a rant and I might have lost my train of thought and cut it off because I realized I was ranting and tangenting, but hopefully I made my point of just find your right size bra. Nobody is going, like, the the salespeople aren't going to fucking lie to you about your bra size. Nobody cares that much. Nobody cares that much. If they lie to you and give you the wrong bra size, then you're just going to take it back and not go to that store again. There's, it's not good for business for them to lie to you. But if you're like me and you don't trust people at the store, then measure yourself and look up a calculator, and if you don't trust that it's coming up with the right size, then double check on a different site, and then if it's still giving you the same size, then that's that's your size, sweetheart, and you need to just get that one. It's important so that you don't hurt yourself, and it's important so that you stay mentally strong, and I've known women who were a 36A and looked stacked af so it's not a grading system it's not a scoring system it doesn't mean that your breasts are better than or less than another woman's these sizes are just meant to help us figure out what we should be wearing in terms of like how to keep our bodies strong and in alignment so 
I hope that helps. I hope that you haven't been viewing bras as like some kind of sport, but that's definitely how I saw it when I was in high school, and I'm glad that I could sit down and have this talk with you so that hopefully, if that is how you've been thinking, you can change your thinking, and if you didn't know that there is such a size as 30 double D, then hey, go check that out because you might be some kind of weird random like double D or E. I was looking and like 28 E is a size. You might just be really tiny with like giant fairy boobs, honey. Like, come on, it's fine. And another thing that I realized is that um, Doja Cat is one of my favorite dirty rappers. She pretty much has a whole discography about sex, but it's very tasteful and very pretty. And she also is untouched. She doesn't have any surgery. And people were giving her shit because on her birthday, she went to her party nude or topless or something and posted the pictures on on social media. And people were saying that her, well, little boys, fucking trolls, little demon, like, shadows were saying that her titties were mid like what does that even mean but also no and if you look at doja like in a shirt with a bra on like oh hmm, i bet she's probably a similar size to me but the human perception is crazy and just because you look at a picture and you think like oh those tits don't look that big they still might be you asshole like get the fuck out of here so you know, I've been really going through it where I'm finding my power as far as not worrying about not getting plastic surgery, not worrying about being slim thick, not worrying about being petite, because I'm an artist, but I'm also a rapper. Like, I'm an author, but I'm a rapper, and I've been putting out music videos. I do music. That's why I've been gone for so long this year is because at the top of the year I decided I'm gonna do another album. Um, It's like a bootleg mixtape demo of covers, but that's still been consuming all my time. And there's been this movement of women who are slim, petite, like, you know, Flo Millie, Glorilla, Rico Nasty, Dochi, Doja Cat, who just really own their bodies for being petite and because of all those things I was able to take a step back and look at my bra size objectively and realize it wasn't a contest who cares I feel healthy I have meat on my bones that's the only thing that matters and I'm really grateful for this journey and I hope that this helps you because I don't want anybody to feel like their body is inadequate it's just a body it's just a car it's fine As long as you're putting good gasoline in there and getting your engine checked up every once in a while, that's all that matters. All right, goddess. Until next time. I love you so much. I don't know when I'm going to be back here, but I'm going to try and do this at least once a month, um, hopefully more often. But I just, these are so important and I don't want to, you know, rush through them. I don't want to try and do a podcast every single day. But I do want to serve you and I do want to help you live your best life. So in the meantime, please check out my bookshop. The link is arianwrites.wixsite.com slash goddess slash books. It's a long one, but 
while you're waiting for the next podcast episode, you will definitely find something in my bookshop that'll help you with your mindset journey. I love you so much, and until next time, sweetheart, may peace, love, light, and happiness always be with you. Hey goddess, thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of Ariane Writes and the Goddess Experience. I just wanted to take the moment to show my appreciation by inviting you to go to the first link in the description box of this podcast and join the forum where you can join in discussion about this episode and all the other episodes previous and to come with the other goddesses who listen to this podcast with you. Thank you again so much for being here. I cannot wait to see you in the forum.